it's Vanessa again from Beyond the Room. I'm here with Ian James, who is one of the speakers um, from this morning's YH Dementia event, looking at understanding psychological symptoms associated with dementia and delirium. And I've just caught Ian for five minutes um, for people listening online for him to be able to give you a flavour of what he's been talking about this morning. So I'll hand you over to Ian to introduce himself. Uh, my name is uh, yeah, Ian James. I'm a uh, clinical psychologist at NTW, uh, NHS Trust up in Newcastle, and I'm honorary professor at Bradford. And today I was talking about uh, behaviours that challenge, something about, something about the history of it. And um, we're undertaking a new project at the moment about uh, the context of behaviours that challenge in terms of the new NICE guidelines. And we're basically saying that the new NICE guidelines are helpful but they don't give a specific instruction about what we need to do. And really the talk was about what we need to do based on where we've been over the last 20 years. Um, I guess one of the key messages was that really we know what to do. We've known what to do for many years now. It's how we implement that and um, how we do that in terms of the interventions, but how we do that on a systems basis as well. That's great. What interested me as a nurse as well is what you were saying about nursing really and I, I, and I do think you made a really important point about us not always being able to articulate um, the skills and a lot of our skills being much more implicit and if we can't articulate them then how can other people learn and I just wondered if you wanted to um, say a few points on that really for the Twitter community. Okay yeah so that's a really important point. I think um, no, the key people in this area are the carers, whoever those carers are, whether they're uh, you know, uh, nurses or support workers, because in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases, it's the, it's the carers who need to change because of the difficulties with dementia. Often people with dementia haven't got the uh, great capacity to learn new things. So the, 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 it's about the environment and the type of care around the person with dementia is what is required to change and so on a daily basis nurses and support workers are managing behaviours that challenge by what they do. Uh, they're de-escalating some difficult situations, they're enhancing skills, they're enhancing levels of well-being all the time. My concern is that you can see people doing this but when you ask them how they're doing it and what they're doing um, support workers and nurses can't articulate it mm. and it's just so important to be able to articulate it first of all to recognize your, your own skills but also to teach other people uh, to teach um, you know, new members of staff or students otherwise what we have is that everyone has to learn perhaps through experience and when they leave the job or leave the post all that level of experience goes and we're back where we started so things don't tend to improve. And that's my concern, getting people to recognise what they're doing, their wonderful skill sets, and then be able to articulate that and pass it on. And I think that's really, uh, and Carper said this in 1978, so I'm not saying anything new, um, but I think it's vital that we capture that. And I think one of the things we need probably to do is recognise the skill set and probably run a course, Mm -hmm. a national course in this area. because we have so many great nurses, staff and carers 
that we do need to capture these skills. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, very interesting. Um, <clears throat> I know we're due back in for the afternoon session in a minute, so I just wanted to ask you, what would be the key take-home point from your talk today? <laughs> Uh, well, as well as that mm. that point, I think the, the key point is that we're running around trying to find therapies to um, to replace medication. We know there are problems with medication, mm. and we're never going to find a therapy, music therapy, dance therapy, aromatherapy, all of these have been researched, and the evidence base is always really inconsistent. And that's because I think we're missing the vital point that all of these things are trying to meet a need. And what we've been trying to do is see these these type of therapies as vehicles for vehicles for meeting people's needs. We need to be able to define what those needs are, what are the basic needs. And Maslow's done that, Kitwood's done that, numbers of people are doing that. But we need to be clear ourselves what those needs are and develop our therapies, such as music therapy, therapy all around meeting needs. So just flipping it on its head slightly and looking for ways of meeting needs rather than doing a particular type of uh, therapy.